Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. Johnny M., what's up? What's going on? What do you got, an army hat on? It's a Bruins hat. It's a camouflage Bruins hat. Boston Bruins. I don't know if I like that. I'll take it off for the second segment. No, but we'll pass. <laughs> we'll pass. Would my bare head be more appealing to you? Or Hey, you didn't see the... Uh, did you happen to catch uh, last week's show, the, uh, the little videos we did at the beginning? I didn't. Oh, you were you part of it. You and Rico did oh, little you, videos? You, you were part of it. I was part of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch You'll that. have to watch that. Is that up on Facebook anywhere? Oh, all over Facebook. <laughs> What we did, what we did was, it was uh, last week. Last week was our anniversary show, going into our yes, sixth I year. saw that. Yeah. So we put a couple of bloopers up front, uh, commercials. I couldn't have been in it because I no, 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 no. I know that. No, but you weren't. This was in the early days of the show. Yeah. And John Brogy asked Rico and I to do a couple of commercials for the national. We did, and we kept screwing them up. So we, had, <laughs> Ellen, was videoing it. So after that, I said, you know, Mallory, when the show started. Mallory was like, he was like a, a gleam in our eye. Right. I says, here's what he looked like <laughs> when the show started. And there's a picture of you somewhere with a little face and a little stocking cap on when you're about 12. <laughs> oh, you pulled, you used that. Oh, yeah, we used that it. That was when I was with Sam Cunningham. Right. And That's Mall, the one. Probably, yeah. And then, and then after that, after that. That's great. I said, and here's Mallory today. You with the three babes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. The name of the show is The Great American Collectible Show. Our it. headline, we got a great show today. Jordan Gilroy, good kid. Uh, and his boss is a good guy, too, from Leland's Half. We miss uh, old uh, Josh. Josh was a great guy, but uh, he spent a lot of time with us in the early days of the show. Yeah. So Jordan's going to join us. Uh, Jordan Gilroy. Uh, is he on? Oh, he's on with us now, right? He's bring there. him in. You can bring him in. You can bring him in. <clears throat> Jordan, you're in now. But before, <laughs> how are you? Before we Good. talk to uh, Jordan, we've got a couple of couple of little minor headlines. Minor headlines. So there's a. Uh, there's I don't two, know how two minor headlines equals like one big one. Well, is this, that how it works? This is, is really not a headline, but this is absolutely amazing. It's good, not even a head. Our good friend Dave Kohler. Can 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 you hold this up? I don't know I'll if you can it. see it. I got it. <clears throat> Can you get? Can we get? Yeah, that? yeah. Well, you can on the show. You can. Yeah, when when it shows up, it's an actual close up. So Dave Kohler is going to be on. Uh, SCP Auctions is going to be auctioning this off. This is the half Honus Wagner card. <laughs> you know, you zoom is, in and he took it out of my that's head. All right. <laughs> His lower lip is missing. So yeah, so it's basically a torn Honus Wagner. Card. It is now. I think the starting bid. Jordan's going to start. I think he's going to start it at twenty-five grand. That's, which is. I mean, that's. Well, I get it that yeah. a, like a, that a real so one goes it, for three million, but I mean. But so here's. I'm going to ask your thoughts on this, Jordan. Uh, my opinion. <clears throat> a card like this. Excuse me. Half, <clears throat> half a card. Half a card like this. <laughs> I look at this like a Monet that has been. Uh, something's wrong with it. Yeah. Like, like a defect, someone dropped it, it yeah, or there's right. a rip in it. Sure. So 
my feeling, and you're, you're the expert, Jordan. So what would happen is rather than, let's say this thing goes for 200 grand, 300 grand, whatever it's going to go for. What would happen if we bought this card and we went to a professional restorer, like an art restorer, and he restores the card, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and then PSA would... So he like paints. He, no, 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 no. Create, create it. He's creating the section that will fit. Right. And then it would be graded uh, authentic, altered. There's such a thing. Sure. Okay. Now, if it was totally restored by an art specialist, would the value of this card go up, Jordan, in your opinion, like dramatically? Um, I would say yes. It just depends on the quality of the work. You know, right. if you could... Right. On a scan on a computer. It's depend on really what it looks tell. like. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. curious about if it looks really nice. Yeah. Then you know, all it means going up in value is that more people might buy it. That's the definition of going up in value. Exactly. But so, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it looks it's nice, like a restored right. piece of art. Sure. Right. Like the like the Elizabeth Stewart Gardner. When they find those things, they're going to have to restore them because mm-hmm. they're probably I don't trash. Know who she is, but sure. <laughs> all right. And then we have another a little headline <laughs> I know, here. I know Ava Gardner. <laughs> God. Collector's Universe acquires <laughs> trading card valuation platform Card Ladder. Now, I went on the Card Ladder you were site. You're excited about that. You almost lost I, your I'll tell you, man. I tell you, this is a really it's cool a great site. Headline. Do you have, do you know about this, Jordan? Oh yeah. Well, yeah what do you? Awesome. So, I mean, it's like they're bringing the card world into the stock market, basically. You, and I'm, I'm going to give you credit because you were ahead of the curve on this. A long time ago, You've we talked about it. You said all along. Years that ago. Buying cards now is like buying stocks. But now well, more can, works of art for them. You can type in on their search engine, you have to join. Sure. You can type in 1933 Gaudi Babe Ruth. Yeah. They will what will come up is every 1933 Gaudi that has ever sold. Yeah. But then the analytics, just like a stock ticker. Like a ticker, right. What it's doing at the moment, what it's done for the year, 6%, yeah. 8%, yeah. how it's tracking. Yeah. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's amazing. Yep. You yep. know? So I typed, awesome. in, I typed in my, where is it? You have so many papers. I typed in my Staten Island Joe. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with all I, these I, papers? I, t- I typed in my Staten Island Joe Greg Jeffries card. Oh, Sign. that one. Sign. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No ticker on that. Didn't even show up. Nothing. Didn't even show up. Yep. But anyway. That one. Oh, yeah. Can, can we see that? <laughs> that I found. Thank you. I feel like I found it under the desk halfway through the week. <laughs> I typed in this card. Chrissy, Chrissy uses that when she runs out of Signed by it's Staten Island Joe Marino, <laughs> who happens to own about 84 million of them. Yeah. Signed. It, did, it didn't show up, man. I was so ticked. Well. You can't have it all. Maybe if you ripped half of it off <laughs> and had it authentic altered, it would be better. All right, let's get to Jordan. Uh, you guys have had a great year, a yeah. great year. Um, but before we talk about the past, tell us about this Mint 25 auction that is coming up in January. That's a mind blower. Yeah, uh, 25 lots. Each of them have to be worth around 250000 or more. Um, so we're really looking forward to it. And the, you know, the, um, the fact that it's so exclusive allows us to focus so much more attention on each of the items. And when we bring them to the show in Vegas, we'll be displaying them, showing potential buyers them in hand. So they don't have to just look at a scan. And we're just really excited to see the people that come out and bid because 
if you're going to bid on these cards, you got to expect to pay at least a quarter million. I was going to say that the people that are going to bid on these bad boys have some resources. Big resources. Yeah. So I think they're all going to come out of the woodwork, like yeah. the real high it, the real uh, high Big rollers. Time. Big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the final night's a live auction. So we all know what could happen there God. in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> have, a couple of, have a couple of cocktails, a couple of cocktails and whatever you, you want to time spend. that right. Exactly. You got to time that right. <laughs> so, Jordan, tell us about the Mint Collective. Uh, it's coming up in January. Yeah, the last weekend of January, it will be the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm projecting it to be like, you know, some kind of a card show, but also a huge networking opportunity. This is going to be, um, you know, the top dealers and auctions and influencers and individuals in the hobby getting together and really talking shop and coming together and seeing how we can promote the hobby more and spread the word and get more people involved not just for sports cards, but for memorabilia and Pokemon and uh, let's say soccer and Magic the Gathering and memorabilia, like all this stuff combined into one and also the, the knowledge because, you know, having the knowledge of what things sell for is really important now. So if we can combine all that into one massive industry or hobby, then it'll be pretty dangerous. So it's going to, you got just an exchange of ideas an exchange of thoughts, things like that. Will it be an audience? How, what, what is it exactly? Well, there'll be guest speakers, okay. there'll be panels, yep. there'll be setups. Um, we're not giving too much information now in the beginning. We're gotcha. doing it bit by bit yep. just to gain momentum. Um, but it's going to be a huge show. Um, maybe not like huge as in a million people show up, but the magnitude and the importance of it is going to be quite extraordinary. So are these people uh, like using you guys, Heritage, the dealers, the auction houses, are you guys going to be up on a stage uh, commiserating with with the audience, answering questions, talking to shop? Yeah, at times, yeah. There will be a lot of speakers throughout the, the three-day show, a lot. Not just you know people that sell cards but also are in other – Parts of the hobby, like Card Ladder, the information that they put out, um, other people that run uh, Instagram influencer accounts that a lot of people follow and listen to. So a little bit of everything, not just us saying, oh, you should buy this card. It'll be people teaching others that, you know, we're trying to get in and involved in the hobby. That's awesome. Very, that, very, that very really cool. unique. No, it's very cool. Uh, so you have a huge auction that closes on December 11th. Um, talk about, give us kind of a general overview. I spent a lot of time uh, on the auction site. you got some amazing things. Kind of give us a general uh, overview of, uh, of, the, of the auction. Well, what we like to do is have a little bit of everything, not just cards. I mean, we all know cards are incredibly popular right now, but we also see a lot of movement in the game-used memorabilia market, the ticket market, the vintage sports market. So we like to do a little bit of everything. So now we have, you know, the classic Tom Brady championship ticket autograph. We've had, this is our fourth auction in a row that we've had it. Um, we have one of the finest, if not the best Melot game worn Jersey in the world. Yeah, it looks great. Um, we have uh, debut tickets, signed 300 win tickets, low pop tickets, uh, game used bats of hall of famers, including Hank Aaron. I mean, just a little bit of everything. Um, because, you know, we've been around for 40 years. Our clients used to be all vintage, and now we have the modern people, and we're just trying to give everyone a little bit of everything. 
Jordan, we talk a lot about uh, the marketplace and who's buying cards, what types of cards they're buying, what types of items they're buying, if it's not cards, whether it's a game-worn jersey or a program or a photograph. Um, Where are you at with that? Are things ticking younger when you start talking about maybe some of the younger quarter, like Justin Herbert will say, or someone like that? Where do you see the market heading or going right now? Uh, I would say the younger people are buying the younger players and – um, older people are buying the older players. People are um, sticking to what even, they know, what they're fans of. Yeah, yeah. yeah but does that not? They're buying their they're buying their childhood back. Right, but does that not bode right. well for the older collectors? In other words, is uh, is my uh, 1951 Bowman mantle uh, gonna ten years from now be worth less than it is now because I'm dead? Uh, well, mantle. Luckily, well, hopefully, I'm not sure your lifespan not affects me. not not me in particular. But I'm saying, I'm saying, it's as a bit the of an ba- egotistical <laughs> way to look at it. As right. the baby boomers walk into the sunset, into the field of dreams, uh, <laughs> you know, into that cornfield. Well, you mean is die? Thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Are those are those cards going to go down in value or? Is this group of investors is the light going to go on with the young kids, and they're going to say, "Hey, wow, let's you know, let's." Inv-. I mean, for crying out loud, I wasn't around when uh, you know the Tito Six collection was out, but that, that's a, you know that's a very iconic set. Is that going to happen as these guys, these kids get older? Uh, I'd like to say yes. That'd be great if everything keeps on you know going up in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean. Guys like Mantle and Ruth and Cobb, they're iconic. Uh, even, you know, 15-year-old kids love Mickey Mantle. So the majority are older, but there will always be young people that appreciate history and, you know, will always go for the best of the best. So they'll look for a high-grade Bowman Mantle rookie. They'll look for a Wagner. They'll look for, you know, Gehrig stuff. They'll always look for the best of the best. Um, maybe not to collect, but maybe for investment purposes. But... Yeah, I mean, a, a Wagner card right now is the most iconic card in the world. And, you know, a, a 30-year-old millionaire could spend $5 million on it tomorrow. It's, it's just like that. Good point. We've talked about this a lot, uh, Jordan. And, and as a, a younger guy, I want to get your view on it. Cause I, when, and when I asked that question, I didn't necessarily mean young people are buying young players in the opposite. My point is, I think, I think all investors, collectors, younger or older, are looking at everything now. I really do. Especially if they're looking at it as an investment because you can't ignore vintage cards because they're, they've maintained their value. I mean, they're, they're, like a, they're like a blue chip stock, like you say. So I, I, That's what I'm – I mean, and you're right. And I'm yeah. hoping that's the case. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that – and I'm speaking to the young investors out there, hobbyists slash investors, yeah. is that – I'm hoping that they really understand, and we've talked about this, to look at that uh, 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 mantle card or that Cobb card or that Wee Willie Keeler card the same way you would look at a Procter & Gamble or an AT&T, a blue chip sco- stock 30 years ago. I yep. mean, a company that's been around for you know, a zillion yep. years. Jordan, I want to get your view on a, a young guy. You know, we're, we're based here in Boston on Mac Jones. He's come a long way uh, this year. I think a lot of people think, you know, number 15 pick. We know he came from the incubator with Nick Saban. I think everyone knew he'd be a smart player, but I just think the way he's developed and now the numbers he's starting to put up are pretty impressive for a rookie quarterback. Where is he uh, in the marketplace now? Where do you see him going? He's at a good spot. You know, he had a lot of pressure on him in the beginning of the season, and 
it was a little slow, but now he's got, you know, games under his belt, some wins under his belt. Um, people are on his side now, not just Patriots fans, but the collecting world. Uh, I see when people are breaking cards online and they pull a Mac Jones auto, they go crazy. <laughs> and that means, you know, they're happy because it's worth a lot of money. He's doing very well. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, you know, stuff is so expensive as a rookie. You know, they kind of have to keep the bar that high for their entire career in order for stuff to go well, up. Well, yeah, I so. was going to say that. I mean, I was going to ask you that question because, you know, we, 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 things are starting to become clear now with the, ball players from the last two or three years. I mean, there are quarterbacks that, that are playing today that a year and a half ago, their cards were through the roof. But guess what? They've gone down. They've gone down because he got hurt. He's not as good as everybody thought he was going to be. Isn't that happening? I mean, that's, that's what's really crazy about this, these, this new investing that's going on. It's like, it's like day trading. Scary. Yeah, it could be scary. I mean, Mahomes, we all thought he was invincible. Perfect then, example. Perfect example. You know, he didn't tank. It's not like his market dropped. You know, they just got, I guess, a little bit unlucky. Receivers drop passes. Um, but he's fine now. It's just if someone wasn't up there, then they could have been, you know, susceptible. Well, what about Zion Williamson? Is that a good example? Now, there's a guy that, I mean. Through the roof when it started. Through the right? roof. Yeah. And now, yeah. like, Zion will, you know, I mean, what's his card worth? He's going to eat his way out of the NBA anyway. But, I mean, what's his card's gone to crap, hasn't it? Yeah, not as high as it was at the peak. But, um, yeah, that's just everyone is, you know, the people that are saying – Oh, he's not going to be good. I guess they might just be a little bitter because they have his cards and they're not making money on him. <laughs> right. So, you know, I think, you know, he can come back and he could put up 20 points a game and the, you know, the script and uh, flip, uh, flip the script. But right now things aren't looking the best, but, you know, that just means he could only go up in a way. <laughs> No, you're right. He's, he's being politically he could, correct. I mean, he could yeah. drop more, but... It's yeah. all about what he does know. on the court. If he comes back Absolutely. and lights it up, then, you know, it, it, they're going to shoot through the roof again. I, Jordan, I mean, I obviously, the two of us, age-wise, have been around longer than you, but you're an astute guy. You follow the sports world. I don't remember a time where, across the board in sports, there was more of a glut of young talent. I mean, seriously, like, even in baseball. I was just saying, right? not just in football. With the second-generation yeah. ball players, the Guerreros and the Tatises and those guys, basketball with John Morant, Williamson, Jason Tate, whatever. You know, we talked a little bit about football with all these great young quarterbacks and defensive players, Aaron Donald. I mean, can you just talk about that a little bit? It's got to be an exciting time in the collectibles world where, you know, all this young talent is coming together and performing. Uh, well, it's, it's awesome because I think the players and the families of these players – when they were younger, they saw how much money athletes are making now. So they kind of start them out real early, like 10 years oh, old. Yeah. And they try to make them into machines. AAU and, and everything. Make yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So you have all these, these players who have been getting fed all this information and been working out and playing travel games since they were 10 years old. And now they're all elite. Yeah. Um, and I like it, though, because it allows the hobby and people to kind of, you know, speculate and invest in, you know, a bunch of players and, you know, ch chances are some of them will pan out, some of them won't, but it's good that there are a lot of good people instead of, you know, just Mahomes being young good and good point. or just Zion being good. Yeah. One of those guys that, that 
burst onto the scene the last couple of years is Shohei Otani. Uh, you have a Superfractor card, I know, uh, out there now uh, in your auction. Can you just talk about him and, and, and the pieces you have of him or have seen from him? Oh, yeah, he's amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, the last 10, 10 years we've had Dice K, we've had Matsui, Otani. Yeah. And Otani is arguably a better hitter than pitcher. And he, I mean, who could go on the mound I know. and throw a complete game <laughs> Absolutely and hit crazy. 40 homers? <clears throat> yeah. It's just... Uh, Babe Ruth to me was <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, that's it. the last one. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We are chatting with Jordan Gilroy from uh, Leland's. We're going to take a quick break. We have a lot to talk about. Because you know why? You're in that, you're that young, you're on both sides of the fence, I'm sure. You're the investor, you're the collector, but you're also the a auctioneer, the yeah. dealer. Yeah. So that's, that's a kind of a yeah. good combination. We're going to take a quick break, hang in there, and we'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. Hi, everyone. I'm Rico Petroselli, and I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner, Panini America. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we're proud to have them as the official trading card of the Great American Collectibles Show. When it comes to modern trading cards of your favorite players, Panini America leads the way in terms of innovation, design, creativity, value, and fun. From landmark brands such as Donruss, Prism, and Contenders, to high-end juggernauts like Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate, Panini America delivers the hottest trading cards of the biggest names in the NBA, NFL, MLBPA, NASCAR, soccer, and college. When you want to collect the best, collect Panini America. Ask for it at your local hobby shop or at mass retailers like Target and Walmart. And you can always find Panini America online at iCollectPanini.com. Panini America, who do you collect? How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. 
with record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Honus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Okay, we are back, and John Gilroy is in the house with us. Al Christofoli from uh, Love of the Game is going to be joining us for a few minutes later on. Awesome. By the way, our giveaway today, <clears throat> he wasn't a very handsome guy, was he? No, kind of intimidating. Yeah. Angry. Well, this is a Hall of Fame. We're going to give this away. This is Hall of Fame umpire Al Barlick, and it's signed. You can, it's very difficult to see his signature because he signed it in, I don't know, gold. Or, he's, not, he's no longer with us. Al is no longer with us. He's umpiring... <laughs> Up in the sky. He was never really with us. Well, he was, but he's right. not with us anymore. Where's the signature? It's, it's like you, you can hardly see it. What did he sign it on a? He signed it on a on a black jacket with a black pencil. Yeah, he, wa- he walked into the cornfield, right? I, huh? oh, he's he's the one that's umping the game. Oh, he, good. It's interesting that with an umpire, you did an autograph nobody can see, since <laughs> most umpires can't see. So anyway, we're going to be. Uh, this will be our giveaway. Out that of was the, for uh, you, Dave. Out of the yeah. famous uh, <laughs> uh, baseball Hall of Fame museum shop bag that was donated by the Staten Island Joe Foundation. Yes. Uh, Same people that brought you the uh, the, the Greg Jeffries card. I mean, Joe right. Joe Marino is such a philanthropist. He's just amazing. <laughs> he, you know, he's he's donated. He's a Yankee fan. Greg right? Jeffries card. Big Yankee fan. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know, we, 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 I see Joe in Florida quite a bit, and uh, between him, there's another guy, Tom Cerrito. They aggravate the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> With this Yankees crap, they really act. That's the old days, Tom. You got it over him now. That's a good. Point. Kidding me? That's a good point. Jordan, let's get back for. Uh, well, actually, let's talk about the auction. Uh, give us a little more about you know the auction, the current auction that ends on December 11th. Then we want to get back into some other things, but some of the other cool stuff: memorabilia, uh, uh, cards, photos, non-sports. Yep. You got a little sure. of everything. Yeah, photos. I mean, we got that uh, that Brown Brothers collection and. You know, that's history. That's pretty much an oversized card, if you really think about it. You know, it's, um, it's an image on paper stock, and it tells a story of the past. We have images of the Titanic. We have images of entertainment superstars, um, Cobb, Ruth, Gehrig. I mean, photographs that were just hidden for 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and now they're, you know, being... In a public auction for the first time ever. Wow! So it's um it's pretty cool. And then yeah, we have modern cards, vintage cards, 
anything from Herbert to Mantle and Ruth and Gehrig. So it's but I'll tell you, there. I'll tell you what <clears throat> has blown my mind. You need to give us a little background. You have a zillion complete sets, and I'm not talking just complete sets, but I'm talking complete Gaudi sets, Bowman sets, Diamond Stars. What? Tell us about the troops, tropes, or troops trove. Yeah, troops trove. Yes, yeah, so that was a that is a single collector um, who put together all these sets, and he started in the fifties, and you know took his father's collection from thirties and earlier, like the Gaudi set, and then just continued to get every possible set of every sport ever, and. You think it's it, Jerry it was amazing going to his house. <laughs> and the, the Gowdy said it's funny because the top five cards, his dad dipped them in wax to preserve them. Wow. So, I mean, if he only knew that was a not, that's not a good idea, um, hopefully he you know, wouldn't have done that. But, yeah, the, it's awesome. All those those are the same people that used to shellac Babe Ruth base, signed baseball. <laughs> right. Different right. in shellac, <clears throat> which was. But I, I just, I was, it was jaw dropping the complete sets, and they're all, you know, mid to high grade. Yeah, they're all nice. We got a lot of stuff uh, graded from PSA and SGC, and, you know, there were just so many hobby fresh cards that are coming out. I mean, he never sold anything. And it was, you know, these people are now seeing these prices and realizing. Hey, these cards in my house, I could be a millionaire. Millionaire. And it, yeah, it could just change my life. I mean, we have stuff of his in the next auction, the past auction, this one. Just is he everything. may I, I don't want to know who he is, but is he a young guy, relatively young, or is he an old timer? Probably in his early seventies. So that's young for you. Can you give us uh, his address? Uh, John and I would like to chat with him. <laughs> yeah, let me go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got everything, so you can go there and meet him and shake his hand. <laughs> Jordan, in terms, of, uh, in terms of bidders uh, slash buyers and auctions, are complete sets uh, a thing now? Have they always been a thing? Is it trending upward, downward? Yeah, complete sets. Some, sometimes people like the hunt of the complete right. set. You know, yeah. They like to go to card shows. Sure. Um, but, you know, if you think about it, you're paying full retail for 200, 300, even 500 cards. So when we offer a complete set, some people think, oh, I don't have to go through the trouble and the effort to go buy 500 cards. I might just pay a premium to get it all now. Yeah. Good point. Right. Good point. Um, what about memorabilia? I mean, the memorabilia market seems to be really blistering hot right now. Uh, is it is it a little of everything, or is it game used bats, game used balls, game used jerseys? Well, what what's what's hot and what's not? I guess is the question. Um, well, what's hot? I would say is like the high end photo match material. Um, you know, Michael Jordan photo match jersey, LeBron photo match jersey, um, and then vintage. And vintage, you can't really rely on a, a photo match too often, like a Ruth bat. It's going to be very difficult, but. The people that are buying those items, they are the more established collectors who don't show off their collections on Instagram and don't take a million pictures. They will buy a million-dollar bat, put it in their vault, and tell absolutely nobody. Mm, Unbelievable. Now, what about the – again, let's get back to the Jordan Gilroy uh, uh, generation. (laughs) 
Are they the buying? Gilroy are they buying memorabilia, <laughs> game use stuff? Or are, do you guys stay? Not you guys. I, I shouldn't say that. But does that uh, investor slash collector stay away from the uh, Ty Cobb game gamers or Warren Spawn gamers? Yeah, people under thirty. I think they just don't appreciate the historical aspect as much as. You know the established collectors that are a bit older. But what about the what? What about uh, are they interested in the uh, uh, Tatis gamers or the uh, uh, you know uh, Zion Williamson sneakers? Uh, uh, does that interest them? Not as much, surprisingly. Really, they like the cards. They like to go to the trade shows and the card shows. They like to meet at the hotel lobby at one a.m. They like to take pictures of their cards and put them online and. You know, that attention, you know, some people crave it. And there's really no attention on the memorabilia right now. It's pretty much texting people you know, and there's not really so much of a, you know, a, a, a card ladder equivalent for memorabilia. It's pretty much just knowing what stuff is sold in the past through auctions and, you know, your connections. So memorabilia is not as flashy. And a lot of the younger people are going for the flash right now. Um but I hope that changes because I mean I'm a memorabilia guy at heart. I love history, so well, that's I like good. to trade with people. And, and, you know, we're kind of pigeonholing him as a youngster here, but Jordan is actually 67 years old. He looks damn good. Yeah. He, damn he good. has an yeah. elaborate array of skin creams and some black kiwi <laughs> shoe polish. Very, very, very that nice. he uses very, on the very, beard. Very, very but he's not a young guy. Very attractive. Okay, I know yeah. this personally, uh, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan um, I always ask, I don't want to put you on the spot, but when I go through these auctions, yes, looking through do. all the, I don't, yes, I don't want to put do. him on the spot. He's an old man. I don't want to put him on the spot. Um, but I always look for the nugget. And one thing that's jumped out, you have a, Phil, I'm not a Sixers fan, but you have a Philadelphia 76ers championship ring in this auction. Can you talk about that and maybe some other kind of unique kind of nugget wow items that may not appeal to everyone, but that are kind of neat? Um, well, the number one thing other than that ring, I would say, are the two Bear Bryant hats that we have. Oh, see, that's what I'm one talking about. One of them yeah. is, the, is one of his houndstooth hats. And another oh, that's um, a cool piece Alabama, of memorabilia. Like, yeah, that's hat. neat. And they were found in one of his old cars. And <laughs> someone bought his car uh, and found these two hats under one of the front seats. So we have pictures of the registration, wow. the car. We have photos that's of the cool, two That's a cool piece. Now, that's yeah. neat. See, that's what and, I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know, I noticed you have quite a, quite a bit of boxing uh, uh, paraphernalia. Oh, is, did that all come from one collector, one private collector? Yes, actually. Uh, it's a big collection that we've been selling over the last few years. Um, just a yeah, huge boxing collector. We've been piecing it out. Didn't want to flood the market with too much. But yeah, there was, you know, we sold uh, a robe of Sugar Ray Robinson a couple of years ago. That was from this collection. And now we have all these, you know, 100-year-old photographs and signed pictures and oh, that's it's it's amazing. You know, speaking of, of speaking of collection, uh, I was in your boss's house. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but you know, you know, I, I, we were doing uh uh Mike was gracious enough, and I said this last week, he was gracious enough to have Ellen and I and the photographer for the new book at his house. And he's got about four rooms, four rooms of memorabilia, J.M. And this is with all the wrestling stuff. Oh, I was supposed to be like helping Ellen and Chrissy Good (laughs) with the layout. Right. You know, 
So what I did was my responsibility was to go around and, you know, with Hef, and we picked out the memorabilia that yeah. I thought would be nice, brought it all out, laid it all nicely on the floor, and then they didn't see me for another four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I went from room to room to room. Jordan, I'll tell you, the height, the height, and I have it, a picture of me in a private vault was me sitting in the chair with the Randy Macho, Macho Man Savage hat on, and I look pretty cool. <laughs> I look pretty cool. I, I'm no, all kidding aside, I mean, that, that, that collection is Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, talk about not needing attention. I mean, you know, nobody, had, <laughs> nobody knows what he has. I, 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 I don't right, think he, he knows what he has. No, he does. But, I mean, I said, I said Hef, I said, it was jaw-dropping. Walking down that basement, it was like walking into the Hall of Fame. I mean, just the bat collection. Yeah. Crazy. It was, in, it was like, and I'm not just talking, I'm not talking, you know, Ike DeLock, you know, yeah, bats. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking Ruth. I mean, the, the best of the best. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Hey, Jordan, can you talk about uh, Leland's a little bit? I know Leland's is kind of a pioneer in the whole sports auction game and, you know, your business model, customer service, uh, credo and stuff like that. Yeah, so Josh and Mike started Leland's before any other auction company for sports memorabilia in the early 80s. And they just have been running on reputation this entire time. You know, they're not money hungry. They're here for the thrill and their passion for the industry. I mean, they just, they would appreciate a $10 Bob Feller bobblehead that they never saw over a million dollar Tom Brady card. And that's just pretty much how they've instilled, you know, the work ethic here for the last four decades. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, Josh and Mike are well-respected in the hobby. They don't really need to, you know, be out there and have attention. They just like to stay focused on, you know, bettering the company and the hobby. And uh, yeah, we just like to put maybe four or five catalog auctions a year. Uh, We don't want to flood the market with too much stuff, but we also do want to, give our clients the opportunity to take advantage of these prices. And um, yeah, the future is looking good for us and we can't wait for 2022. Actually, I want to ask you about that because 2020 was a surprisingly good year. I know COVID was all around, but people were inside. I think we, we, we couldn't believe how the collectibles industry, you know, blossomed that year. 21, it's continued. What do you see as the outlook for 2022? I'd like it to at least stay where we are. Um, right. You know, I don't want to be naive and think it's going to grow every two days for the next 10 years. Right. But if we could stay, at least stay where we are now, then, you know, if this is the new norm, then that'd be awesome. Pretty, that would be pretty really yeah. great. Right. Jordan, yeah. do you miss Josh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, just yeah. a great guy. He, he was... Just, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just a lot of life, you know. He would come in and just make everything, everyone happy. And, you know, he... He was fierce too, you know, some competitors, you know, couldn't handle some things, but you know, when he's in the office here, um, he was a teddy bear, you know, he would just help everyone out with anything. He would just pretty much do anything to better the company and the employees. And yeah, we, we all miss him. I had, uh, you know, uh, I guess it was 2018. I, I can't, I don't even know if it was Chicago where it was. And, uh, he co-hosted, the show, he and Derek Grady and myself, <laughs> uh, we, we, brought, we did a two-hour special show on the Burka stage. 
I tell you what, of all the shows I've done, that was the show that sticks out in my mind. Laugh, we had fun, and then the last 20 minutes, picture this, you're in the business. We have Josh, Derek, Ken Golden, Brian Drent, <laughs> Joe Tomasulo, Wow. And Brian Dwyer. How many microphones did you have? All up on stage <laughs> and it was a free all the big guns. It, and it was it was a free for all. It was a free for all. Wow. I mean it was they were la- they were you know, all good natured stuff. Sure. All good natured sure. stuff. So sure. it's it's uh, it's great. Listen, we got oh we have a few minutes left. Yeah. We got we got plenty of time. Uh, I I uh, I had another qu- oh, type one photos. How big is type one photos now? Uh, they're very important, uh, and especially if the photo was used for a trading card. Um, you know, some photos are worth more than the cards themselves. I mean, there was a Jackie Robinson photo that was used for one of his cards, went for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, even if you get that card in an eight or a seven, it's still worth maybe half that. Wow. So I think it's a new, like an emerging market in some way. And I don't know if people are just trying to find the new big, uh, big thing because cards are just through the roof right now and they're trying to Follow. find that new market that's going to blow up. Um, but that's what we're seeing with tickets too. Tickets and photos are kind of going hand in hand. Um, yeah, I mean, the tickets, it, it's great. I like the stubs more than the full tickets because it means the ticket was in the stadium. That right, day. right, 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 right. right. Um, yeah. But yeah, the type one photo, it, it just means that it was made within a year or two of the image being taken, and that is crucial. You know, Ellen and I, we've been, the whole time we've, we've been married, I mean, we're, you know, I've mentioned this before, we live in a very old house by design, uh, Revolutionary War House, and um, we're very, very big, in, we like, really enjoy, on a Saturday afternoon, especially in the fall, driving up the coast in either Maine, New Hampshire, and, you know, sneaking into these little uh, out-of-the-way antique shops and antique dealers and, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Heading up Route 1. I do. And we're always looking for, like, one thing. You know, that, that, that piece of baseball memorabilia or that card or that sports memorabilia. We, we, we've never come up with anything. Is this... You're a prof- as your prof- as a professional opinion, are we ever going to find that 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 one big <laughs> thing in an antique shop, or do those guys know what they're doing? And if if, if they you know, how does that work? Where are we going to find that Wagner card? That's a good question. I, if I knew the answer, I'd be driving there. Right yeah, you'd go find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's possible, but a lot of people are smart now. They're lining up at 4 a.m. outside people's houses for garage sales. And, you know, now they just understand there's money to be made. So now it is a little harder, but, you know, you just mention the right thing. And he says, oh, I didn't think anyone would want that. I have it in my attic. Let me show you. And it's a half a Wagner card, a full Wagner card, or something right. crazy right. like that. Right. It happens. Yeah, it does. It does. Hey, I want to talk about a guy who I think you know will be in the upper echelon of, of sports cards and memorabilia for a long time to come, and that's LeBron James. A lot of people think he's slowing down now uh, this year. I think you'll, you'll, you'll hate this, but I attitude. think he's the best basketball player I ever saw. Um, ho, you have ho, some, ho, you, ho. I think he's the best basketball player I ever saw. Better than Michael. Better than Michael. Because he's bigger, stronger, 
better rebounder. You know that's blasphemous. Basketball player. Not what? greatest winner, not greatest champ. Best basketball player. Blasphemous, I, I say. Listen, I'm a bird. I'm a, you think I like saying it? I'm a Larry Bird guy. All right. All right. Anyway, um, you have some uh, LeBron rookie cards in this auction. Talk about those and then your thoughts on LeBron and where he's going to be in the annals of memorabilia. So, yeah, we have one of his uh, 2003 exquisite game-used triple patches, yep. which, you know, as a rookie card now, you think he couldn't have worn the jersey. It's his rookie card. <laughs> um, so it's quite interesting to see a game used patch from his rookie season hmm. on the card. And back then, like the, the vision that they had for exquisite was just absolutely amazing. Now they're using, you know, they could use a piece of my shirt now and put it in a card and yeah. say it's player worn. But, um, back in the day they were actual game used swatches. Uh, and then we have the 2003, um, inscriptions, the chosen one. Uh, Beckett nine and a half. That's a beautiful card. Yeah. It looks like an eleven out of ten on the uh, the strength of the autograph. Um, and yeah, I mean, over time, I think he could still go up. He's maybe towards the end of his career. Even if he doesn't win another title, he's still locked in history. Yeah, and he's global. People don't just he's like global. him here; they love him in. He is global. You know, yep. across the world, everywhere. Yep. So when does the auction end? It ends uh, next Saturday, December 11th. December 11th, Leland's. I tell you what, it's a great auction. I spent a lot of time on the site yesterday just perusing through it. You yes. know what I like to do? Because this is how cheap I am. <laughs> you I, don't need to tell us. I how go cheap you on. Are. I go on to these auction sites, and yours says you can go by price, highest price, low. You go low to high. Oh God, I guess. Well, I go. To you, everyone does that. I go to low. Yeah, and then sure I see what there's no bids on. Yeah, and that's that's what I go yeah. after. Low to high. So I just uh, I <laughs> go just for it. I just <laughs> I just I just bid on a Monty Hall pair of game used Italian slip ons, three bucks. <laughs> Monty Hall, door number one, two, or yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan, we love you, and uh, good luck with the auction, and say hi to Half Forest. Will do. Good talking Thanks, to you, Jordan. Yeah. Take care, buddy. Jordan Gilroy, good kid. Good excellent. Kid. Excellent. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to pull. Boy, this guy really—he's got. He looks angry. He's got nice teeth, though. Yeah, not really. Really. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to pull. See who. uh, Looks like actually like a like a chauffeur whose whose like ride didn't show up in this (laughs) outfit. Not even an umpire. Wait a minute. Al's on camera. We can see him. He looks a little like Al, without the hair. Al. Yeah, he looks a little like Al. A little bit. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we are proud to have them as the official trading card company of the Great American Collectibles Show. Panini leads the way in innovation and design with great brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate. Partnering with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball Players Association, NASCAR, FIFA, and College, Panini is certainly at the head of the hobby. You can find Panini products in major retailers like Walmart and Target or online at iCollectPaniniAmerica.com. That's Panini America. Who do you collect? Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. 
By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Deadstock to the latest release, new or pre-owned. The drops never stop. eBay, authenticity guarantee. And Zap with the holidays right around the corner. eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs, and much more. Whether it's a gift for that special someone or you just want to add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell... Now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra holiday cash. I shop on eBay all the time. That's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. I just bought some fishing tackle. I bought a couple jerseys on, on eBay. eBay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Al's with us. Hi, yeah. Al. Hey. Al, you know, 
we've had a discussion during the commercial break about Al Crisofoli. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I was having that same discussion here. <laughs> and Christine, now I asked everybody's opinion, and Christine's opinion I really value. Christine, what do you you're, think? You're really going with the Christine today. Oh, right? Christine, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. My grandmother pushing like the Christine. Christine, Christine was my ex-wife. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Chrissy. Yeah. That's painful. He's <laughs> really trying to get me now. No, Al, I mean, I just, I was admiring you. And I just thought, you know, you just look really good with a beard, I think. This is because of all of the chins that I have. <laughs> it's better to mask them with a, with a beard. No, I think now, a should goat. Should be like oh. a goatee? I, I or think... should I do one of those beards that just hangs off my chin? <laughs> no. No, we don't, we're not looking for like Sons of Anarchy over here. Like <laughs> right. just... No, a nice goatee. Yeah, like a goatee. I think a goat. I think he'd look cool. Maybe even just like a maybe just like a five day George Michael thing. You know, you should maybe just something like that. You You should consider one too, like a face tattoo. Also, I look actually easy. Pretty good. I look pretty good with a goatee. (laughs) If you had a goatee, you'd look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I would. You for sure. He would look like me. All right, listen. Before we get to Al, (laughs) we we are going to uh, pick out of the famous cheap. Staten Island Joe Bag. Right. This is a This is the sign. angry chauffeur. <laughs> this is a guy who was supposed to pick someone up at noon and you know the guy wasn't there at noon, twelve thirty, twelve forty five. That is a Hall of Fame. That's right. Um, oh, sorry about that. I thought it was the angry Al chauffeur. Al Barlick, Hall of Fame, and now dead. Uh, but he did sign it. It's signed. And it's signed right there by Al on a brown suit in black pen. So we so are going to pick out of the We'll take your word for it. And it's not like there was a lot of white. Yeah. Here that he could have used. He chose to sign it right on the dark right. suit. This, w- t- this oh. week's winner is, who is it? Steve Friedman. Steve Friedman. I know who Steve is. Steve's a big follower of the show. Steve, you have one week. What's I repeat, <laughs> one week to email us, message us, PM us, call me, f- carry a pigeon. I don't care how the hell you if get to us. If you're Superman, you saw that when if you held If we don't out. hear from you in a week, <laughs> you're out. You're out. Right. Yeah, that's it. Mr. Christopher, you Al. have had one hell of a year. It's been a good year. It's Great year, year, yeah. Now, you, I think we all have. Yeah, you just completed. Tell us about your, your auction that you just completed, and then we want to talk about 2022. It was a uh, it was an excellent auction. The um, the result was was better than I had hoped. Again, uh, it was our third million dollar auction in a row. I, every every one we did this year, which was uh, our first three million dollar auctions ever. Wow! Uh, was so so that was a you know it was a great period of growth for love of the game. And also I think, you know, for everyone in the hobby and we're the little guys. So, you know, if, if we did well, I think everyone did well. You know, something Al, everybody is rooting for the little guy. You know, there's, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a handful of you guys out there that have great reputations. We've talked about it before. Uh, you, You know, you're good. You're good with the public. Uh, I think, I think part of it is that a lot of the public can relate. Absolutely. Relate yeah. to the smaller auction houses. Sure. Because, sure. you know, it's it's what they're all about. Yep. You know? Yep. I th- no doubt. I think <clears throat> one of the things that, uh, that we're seeing with some of the smaller auction companies is that um, it's actually advantageous to make consignments of, of, uh, of your cards to a smaller auction because it's a more meaningful card in that auction you know if you open up a big you know 800 page auction catalog 
and find your $40,000 card in the middle of that, it's really hard for that card to get noticed at all. It's a very good point. In a smaller auction, it's a lot number four. And I I think a perfect example of this is uh, we had a a Steve Carlton rookie card in our last auction. It was PSA 10. Uh, The previous sale of that card, which was just a few months ago, was $66,000. And we just sold it last week for 83. And so, you know, I mean... It was lot number three in in Love of the Game, and so I I think that uh, you know just the smaller company's ability to pay more attention to that type of a card and have that be more of a meaningful card in this auction, it just gets a little bit more marketing support. Al, do the I don't know if this is happens or not, but do some of the really big 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 auction houses zoom in and bid on items that the smaller auction houses have? Um, so we And then move have, them to their auction. Yeah, we have thousands of bidders and, <clears throat> and um, you know, they're from all walks of the hobby. They're, okay. they're, you know, smaller individual collectors and much larger institutional type of investors and all points in between from all over the world. And, and so, you know, ultimately at the end, you know, the the auction the bids are coming in so fast and furious that it's hard to watch who's bidding. You know, I know who I'm sending invoices to, and and uh, you know it's across the board. It's all over the place, gotcha. and there certainly are um, auction house owners and employees that bid with us. Um, but we do find that you know most of our stuff is going to guys like us who are just collecting, you know, cool. and looking for that thing to fill their set or. Looking, our auction tends to, you know, we tend to have uh, a lot of weird stuff you don't see every day, kind of esoteric stuff. Our last auction had a um, a host of great rare football programs. Okay, those things are going to collectors yeah. who are looking for a program for the first Chicago Bears season. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, for twenty thousand dollars that that sold for. You yeah, know, the, we had the program for the first uh, Bears Packers game. 1921 it was actually the chicago staley's uh that's sold for eighteen thousand. so it's it's uh you know mostly collectors who are who are looking for that weird kind of stuff that you just don't see all the time you know and and so um you know uh, hopefully that answers your question so, so Al, um 2022 for love of the game and also in the business itself what do you see look uh, coming up for next year so for for us, we are focusing, we're going to continue to focus on, on higher-end vintage sports memorabilia and cards, of course. Yep. Uh, we think we have some strengths in, in 19th century and, and early 20th century, uh, as well as more esoteric material. I think uh, that's a strong suit for us, stuff that needs you to tell a story. Uh, we're going to be coming down down the pike with a really large collection of Type One photos. Okay. Uh, that that we'll be selling throughout the year, which is is going to be great. Uh, dead ball era uh, baseball photos. Cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's there, there's some really really nice material there, and and uh, you know we're we we just closed up our fall auction, so we're just really starting to work on gathering consignments for the uh, for the uh, spring auction, but. Um, the other thing is I'm hoping to, to be able to safely get on the road again. That's sort of a a thing that differentiates us from a lot of our competitors that I actually get in the car and drive around the country and, and meet 
collectors, and I do it a couple times a year. Nothing and, like seeing the, the faces and the items in really, person, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, I've been very hesitant to get out there because, you know, it, it's very concerning to me that you could be carrying the virus and not know it and right. then walk into the house of somebody who's immunocompromised and accidentally infect them. And then they have a worse outcome than, yeah. than I have, you know? And so That's I've, a good I've point. been really hesitant to do that, but I'm hoping that in 22, I'll be able to do that. As far as a hobby itself is concerned, I'm starting to see, um, and it's probably as a result of the run-up in prices in cards, I'm starting to see a very clear delineation between really high quality cards within within the grade right so so a really nice eye appeal three is selling for significantly more than a run-of-the-mill three you know something you're bringing up a good point because on all the chat lines especially tobacco row which i know you're you're familiar with i Uh i pay close attention to that and actually yeah you're the one that kind of turned me on to that to starting to look for that and the Mm -hmm. the tobacco roll guys i'm telling you man they they got they have it down pat they can see that that psa3 and talk about how it's going to sell as a psa4 they're going to get a psa4 price it's just amazing now we, we have about a minute left were you uh were you happy with the t3 results in the auction I was, I was. It's a beautiful set, and and uh, I, it was nice to be able to break it up because it's hard to find those cards, and there were a lot of cards, you know, within the collector grades that that are a little bit more affordable. They all went for decent prices, um, but it was nice to be able to put those cards in the hands of of a lot of people. From what I can see, there's a lot of different invoices where guys won one or two, and that that's I like. That's that, cool. You know? That's cool. All right, sir. Your website address is. It's loveofthegameauctions.com. We're accepting consignments now uh, for our spring auction, and this is the best time to consign because uh, we can, you know, guarantee better placement in the catalog and more marketing support. And you know, pay attention to what pay attention to what Al said about you know uh, if you have that one cool, really cool card. uh, It's better to be a big fish in a small pond, sure, rather than 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 you know be lost Among somewhere. Many. Right. So. Yeah. All right, Al, listen, if we don't talk to you, have a happy uh, holiday. Best happy to your family guys. and great health. Then my best to Rico. I will. And, uh, and hi to everybody on Tobacco Row. Take care. See we'll you, see Al. you. Bye-bye. You guys. Al Christofoli. Good, good guy. Love the, love of the game. Yeah. Good so, guest. Uh, good guest today. Yeah. Hey, next good week we have today. a special. Uh, we have a special show next week. We're bringing in. Uh, Rico's going to be here. We're going to be bringing in Brian Siegel, who is one of the ultimate collectors? Probably has one of the two or top one, two or three greatest memorabilia collections and card collections in the world. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's going to be joining us uh, for uh, as a not a guest host, but we're going to we're going to bring him in. Good. Uh, and we in have live great, so, in studio. No, live? no, he's in California. Good. Okay. With that being said, JM. Hey, good to see you. Have a good one. Yeah, we'll and, see you before the holidays. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a couple yeah. more to do absolutely. before the holidays. Yeah. Christy. Christy, Chrissy. <laughs> now it's Christy. Yeah, he'll get it right eventually. No, Chrissy, thank Christy. you very much. Like stroking out. Today. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank You're you, welcome. David. David, have a great one. And to our viewers and listeners, remember, happy collecting.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.